brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. From SF Land, this is Dorking Out, a podcast for people who love to dork out about movies, TV, and everything pop culture. Welcome to Dorking Out. My name is Sonia Mansfield, and don't ever forget, we're losers. We always will be. <laughs> Joining me is my podcasting sister from another mister and the co-host of Dorking Out, Margot D. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. We are dorking out about a new movie this week, you guys, or my, I should say my friends. I'm really trying to say, stop saying you guys, um, but we are talking about It Chapter 2, and we've kind of been itching to talk about it all week, so we're finally making it happen. Um, of course, it's based on the popular Stephen King book. It stars everyone and their brother. Um, Margot did a book versus movie about it with Dina from Twisted Philly and it's a really good episode but she's had a little time to to live with the movie so we thought it would be fun to talk about it um, because you've read the book you're like you're kind of a Stephen King super fan I am a Stephen King super fan so yeah I did read the book when it came out I still have my original copy I've read it a couple of times I've also seen the tv movie a whole bunch of times and then I was a huge fan of Chapter One. Yeah, I love Chapter One. Chapter One was fantastic, I thought. One of the best adaptations of his work ever. And so Dean and I went in with very high expectations. And our original hot take was we were disappointed yeah. with Chapter Two. But since I've had, you know, this is why I don't want to do hot takes anymore so much yeah. because I've had time to think about it. And there's things about it I stand by that I think are kind of messed up or just missed opportunities or something like that. Like the CGI is a little too much and mm -hmm. things like that. But there's other things about it I actually do enjoy. And I would like to see the movie again to, yeah. to really sort of maybe even think like, cause like, like the Richie and, uh, and, um, Eddie, Eddie, thank you. Yeah. Sorry. You guys, I'm getting over a cold. I'm just barely talking today. <laughs> uh, but the Richie and Eddie relationship is something I just found a complete delightful surprise. Yes. 
And I'd like to see it again just for that. Yeah, I think that's actually, I had a somewhat similar reaction. I think I liked it more than you walking out of it, but also realized like this movie's very messy. Yes. It's very messy and it's very cluttered and there's a lot going on and some of the things don't go anywhere. So I was like, well, that's weird. Why did this disappear from the movie or why was this in here at all? And I haven't read the book and I haven't seen the miniseries since maybe when it was first on. So I don't have and I hardly remember it, but I love chapter one. I rewatched it again before I watched chapter two and I just you know, super love it and think the kids are so great. And I should mention people starring in this one are James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, Jay Ryan, Isaiah Mustafa, James Ranson, and Andy Bean are the adults. And then all the kids are back. And of course, Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise. And, uh, oh, what was I saying? Oh, when I walked out, I was confused by it <laughs> but mm -hmm. I also liked it and I think that Bill Hader and Jay Rans James Ransom are really like the heart of the movie and they're really the the MVPs and that relationship part was very surprising and I actually think they could have explored it like just a, if they could have it's it's very like subtle and I'm like if they could have made it just a little less unsubtle <laughs> I think so too because I even walked out like with Dean I'm like wait, is Richie gay now? Is he saying that? Is, does that mean that Eddie is too? And I, I I just, you know, when we did our hot take, when we came home, Dean and I came home the Friday after we saw the movie, the Friday afternoon, I even said to her, I was like, so does this mean Richie's gay? Are they both gay? I mean, is that the, the whole thing? I could have used another scene yeah. with them. I, I think it could have been just a little bit more, but maybe I'll go back to those scenes like when they're in the hammock together and stuff like that. Yes. That's why I want to see the movie again. It's like for little things like that. It'll probably be a lot more obvious to me then. Yeah. The people had like beautiful photos of, I'm sorry, drawings on Twitter yes. of <laughs> fantasizing about them living together with little Pomeranians. And yeah. I was like, yes. Like that's the movie I'd love to see after this actually. Yeah. Everybody is uh, shipping their them. It's very, very cute on Twitter. I'm really enjoying it. And it, well, and it just makes what happens even sadder. But I was very confused. I, there was a lot of like where Pennywise is taunting the Richie character, the grown Richie character. Like, I know your dirty little secret and things like that. And it is 2016 in the movie. So I'm like, why is he still in the closet? Why, why does he feel like he can't come out? Like, there's no right. There's no explanation for that, really. Um, but also... It was, I guess it was just a little too subtle because I'm totally dense and did not, I, I wondered if that was the secret, but I, I wasn't sure. And then when he's at the end carving the E in the kissing bridge rail or whatever, um, yeah. I, I was like, who's E? <laughs> <laughs> my 17 year old niece is all Eddie, you idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, duh, duh, thank you. <laughs> totally whoosh like right over my head totally dense so I need to go back and see it but I I walked I texted you after the movie and I was like I'm still confused about first of all I totally missed the the gay subtext also I yeah, still don't God. understand the rules of what Pennywise can and can't do and I right. still don't understand like what kills him and what doesn't 
I didn't understand any of the like Native American ritual, you know, that they were performing. Yeah. Like all of that. I was like, I don't understand what I'm seeing here. And it seemed like busy, jargony nonsense that I didn't need to 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 understand the movie. I think I I didn't know that Pennywise was like an ancient evil that they needed to perform a ritual to kill. Yeah. So that's from the book. So Pennywise in the book comes back every 30 years, not 27. And it goes back centuries. And it's sort of those things like when humans start behaving really badly, he picks up their energy. Yes. And it just at different times in history. And they have what in the book called the ritual of Chud or Chud. Forget. I always said Chud. And <laughs> the Chuds, like yes. <laughs> and it's and it's just like a, a, a group, a system of things that the kids need to do. In the book, the kids and the grown-ups are going back and forth throughout the chapter. Mm-hmm. So at the end, when the kids are, are vanquishing it and the adults are, it's a little bit different in each one. But you're kind of like, one is really crazy and one makes no sense. So you're just sort of like, okay, I'm just going along with the story right now. And he wisely took away, because in the story, there was like a giant spider. There Mm -hmm. was a turtle. Turtle was a big deal. There's an orgy scene with the children. Oh, my God. That's bananas. Which is so horrible. And it just, I think Stephen King even admits, like, for a lot of his books, and that's why the the running joke throughout the movie is, like, his endings suck. (laughs) Like, and people have been saying this for years. Like, it's so great, like, three quarters of the way through, and then he just writes himself into a corner. Yes. And so that's what I think happened. Pennywise does show up when, like, so I always thought, so Pennywise was supposed to be this, like, manifestation of Derry, the city of Derry, the town of Derry's, like, apathy and bad behavior. Yes. Right? Okay, yes. so I had that part right. Um, I guess I didn't understand that he was this, like, really ancient evil and... I don't know. And then the whole ritual was a little too like comic book movie for me. It was like, we're going to do the thing. And then the shaft of light's going to shoot in the sky and we're going to do the stuff and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what is happening right now? It was a little, I don't know, a little too messy for me, I guess. I felt the same way. I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't understand the rules. I didn't understand what he was doing. I feel like Mike wasn't given anything to do. Like his character was, very thinly drawn in the first movie, and it's even worse now. Yes. And Mike is the only one that stayed home, and I don't think there's enough given to the fact that as soon as those kids left, they completely forgot about everything that happened. Right. And they went off to lead very successful lives, but they're very troubled lives. Mike is the only one that stayed. And so Mike has his own issues from being there this Mm -hmm. whole time. But... He did it because he wanted to and he really cared about them because they're his best friends. And I feel like, I don't know if you even remember the TV movie, but in the TV movie, I felt like the adults had a little bit more camaraderie than they do in this movie. I think they're good in this movie, but maybe they needed like an extra week to, maybe they needed to do like company exercises, like (laughs) outward bound or something. They need some team building. (laughs) Yes, like a soccer game or something. I don't know. I think because there's some, I just, I, I just think the casting, it's 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 very good, but I think there's just it's missing a little bit of like yeah. what the kids have, and the, what the kids have is and maybe because the kids have all their memories and they're they haven't 
disappeared yet. Right. And so it's a, a tough thing to play. Well, but, and, um, yeah. like, I love the scene where they're in the restaurant together. Like, yes. that, it starts out kind of awkward. And then as the dinner progresses and the alcohol's flowing, they kind of loosen up and they kind of find their rhythm. And they do feel like old friends kind of reconnecting and remembering yes. together. And I'm like, I really like that stuff. But then there's a lot in the movie where they, like, separate them. Yes. And break them up and they kind of having their own adventures or what you know for lack of a better word and yeah uh i don't i i like it when they're together so yeah that well, part kind of yeah and i understand like it's you know they want to stick to the source material it's i get it but i guess that part kind of bummed me out and um i did like the casting though but i i was just confused by <laughs> Like I said, yeah. I actually really liked the movie. I actually did like it, but I did leave with like a lot of questions that I was like a revisit would be helpful. And I like movies that, I don't know, I can't, that I think about a lot after I see them that I don't just like instantly forget. So in that way, I really like it. Um, I did really like um, the scene under I like some of the Pennywise. I actually wanted maybe some more Pennywise. Definitely more Pennywise. Uh, I loved it, the scene under the bleachers with the little girl, and she's got the, like, birthmark on her face, and, like, her interaction with Pennywise is really creepy and really scary and sad, and mm -hmm. the stuff in the fun house with the mirrors and uh, with Pennywise was also really well done, so maybe I really respond. This is what it is. Okay, here we go. So... I actually didn't think this movie was as scary as chapter one. No. And my new hypothesis that I'm forming is that I think I respond when kids are in danger. And so that part instantly makes me nervous and tense and scared. Whereas with adults, I don't, <laughs> I'm like, ah, fuck them. They're adults. No, that's not <laughs> true. But like, I'm not as scared for them because they're adults. Whereas, so maybe there's just always going to, it's just always going to be that way with me with ch it chapter one and chapter two. Maybe I will always just kind of respond to one in a more protective way that makes me scared for those kids. I wasn't yeah. as scared in this one. No, I wasn't either. And my problem also was the CGI was just a little bit too much. And I like jump scares. Yeah. I'm totally fine with jump scares. To me, that's why I go to, a, to see a scary movie in a movie theater. I want to scream out loud like everybody else. I want to feel that. And so I'm totally fine. It just was like a little too much CGI, yeah. a little too tall, a little too long, you know, the sequence. They, they CGI the kids' faces so they would appear the same age. Right. And sometimes their, their mouths didn't match what they were doing. They shouldn't have on even, screen. honestly, they shouldn't have even bothered with that stuff. I think so too. I'm like, it's okay. Like, we understand we it. Just, it's movie making. Yeah. I also, there you're you're telling us a story, and we we want to be like lost in that story, but like CGI that maybe doesn't work or is a little off takes us out of it. I think we would have been better served if they had just left the kids' faces alone. Yeah, and we would we know who they are, and we know it's a movie. <laughs> you're not. We know it's not a documentary. Like it's okay. 
it's okay. Like they could, yeah. they could be a little bit older. I do wish that the movie had explored maybe once again, not as subtly the idea of adults, like taking on their own personal demons. I know that, I mean, that's what it's about, right? They're taking on yeah. their demons. I I think if it could made it just a little bit more obvious that that's what they were doing, I maybe I would have liked that too. I think, and, and Dean and I said this on Book vs. Movie, and it's true, I think human monsters are scarier than the made-up CGI yes. monsters. Yeah. And, as you know, a Henry Bowers as a teenager terrorizing the younger kids yeah. is scary as shit. It's scary as an adult, it's scary as a kid. We all get that. So him, when he's middle-aged and kind of bumbling around with this Hostetter character yeah. that died in the first movie, this zombie, I was like, eh. why don't they bring back Bev's husband, who's the abusive asshole, right. and have her take care of him once and for all? Like, they all had a thing in their past. And I think only, like... Uh, Bill Bill had a scene where he, it turns out in the end, like he let his brother go outside yeah. in the rain because he just didn't feel like it that day. He didn't want right. to get wet. He didn't want to deal with the rain. And he'd been dealing with that guilt for years. I think he's the only one who really had that scene. But Beverly, they just put her in a, a bloodbath. Right. And that was it. I mean, yeah. It, it was, and I was and like, was that so doesn't long, have any scene. It was so long. And <sighs> let's go back to Henry Bauer. Why? Yeah. I realized that this was in the book. Like, obviously, it was in the book. But they really could have dropped it for the movie, don't you think? It doesn't do anything or go anywhere. It, you, it really doesn't. If you removed it, it, it wouldn't change anything other than... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, Eddie maybe wouldn't have got stabbed in the cheek or face or whatever. Like, I, I just don't think we needed it. And and it made the movie feel longer. Like it, yeah. Like you could have. Is Henry Bowers really like what Eddie needs to fight? No. Like Eddie has no. other shit, other demons that he could be fighting. It seemed well, weird. Well, his other demons was that he had the overbearing mother. He was a hypochondriac. Yeah. And probably he was gay. And that was sort of right. what was intimated in the book and intimated in the TV movie with Dennis Christopher right. playing him. And I think in this one, he's a little bit more, it's strange because he's a little bit more confident. Yeah. And I, so that didn't make as much sense to me. Uh, I, but I did like everything. You know, he is the exact 
manifestation of that young actor. For played. sure. That was crazy how much they look alike. Yeah. 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 It, the casting is really, really good. Uh, did you, By the way, did you notice that Eddie's wife is played by the same actress who played his mother? I didn't realize that until people pointed it out to me on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, my God. That is... Which is great. Really, really fucking good. That's really smart. <laughs> and then they also had Ben. I thought Ben's character also could have been done a little better. Yeah. I liked John um, Ritter playing him mm-hmm. in the TV movie. I thought... John Ritter. Oh, R.I.P. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, like, he has this company. He's, a, he's an architect. And, right. like, I guess it's based in New York and he isn't. But it's very strange because he's like very Bruce Wayne about it. Like he's in another building and they're having that meeting. (laughs) And then I was like, is he in a wheelchair? Like, is that why he's not there? Yeah. So Ben is in, he's looking at this office and he's in another office and he's watching it over Skype or whatever. And the guy he's talking to at the Hanscom office. Yes. He played Ben in the original TV movie Ah, as a young man. I did not know that. I, I learned that later. And so I th- there's little touches like that that I love. Yes. But I think like Ben is an interesting character in the book. He has a huge transformation, not just his looks, um, but, but he does turn out to be the most handsome and everything. But he's a very successful architect, but he also has a ton of issues with his self-identity and with um, he's in love with Beverly, but he's like a total womanizer and in here, he's just kind of a really handsome guy that kind of just stands around. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like they give him much to do. They don't. And they don't have a lot of chemistry either. Bev no. And, ben. And, and that's another, here's another weird thing where I was like, where's this going? So in chapter one, Bev is thinking that Bill is the one who wrote that postcard and they like have this like little sweet kiss at the end and, and all of that. And then in this movie, there's this kind of spark between Bev and Bill and they kiss again. Cause once again, I think she still thinks he's the one who wrote the postcard. Yes. And then later she realizes that it's Ben and now, and then her and Ben are together. Nothing ever comes of the, like her kissing Bill. Bill's married. Yeah. Um, that also that, happens in the book. And, and it never goes anywhere. And then, you know, unfortunately, Ben seems like a very nice man. And I'm sure he's going to treat Bev really great. But they don't like the actors don't really have any chemistry. And I didn't really feel that connection. No. And I, I no, And I was saying in book first movie and I, I totally stand by. It's like John Ritter and Annette O'Toole in a car just driving away together. And you you feel their passion. Yeah. You feel like, oh, my God, these people totally love each other. They're going to spend every minute the rest of their lives appreciating each other. You know what I mean? You just feel it. And that's directly from the novel. I mean, everybody else in the novel, when they get rid of Pennywise and they go about their lives, they all forget about it. Yeah. And lose their memories once again, including Mike, who stayed behind. And that's why he decides to leave. So it's a little different that they decide to give everybody let them keep their memories. Yeah. But I felt the same way. I'm like, these are two incredibly good looking people. Yeah. And I should be like, yeah, get them to make out. Let's do something. And like, <laughs> I was like, the dog's cute. That, 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 yeah. you know, the boat looks nice. Yeah. I mean, but I just didn't feel it. Yeah. I didn't either. And it's just, this, it's weird that they spent, I think time, the movie's very long 
on this like kind of non-existent love triangle and i'm like you could have spent more time with richie and eddie and maybe like gave us a little bit more context for that just yeah, so because the end would have hit like that the end is already like really heartbreaking for richie and eddie like i'm really really sad and bill Hader is an mvp he is the shit in this movie and i just if maybe we could have spent some uh, less time on the heterosexual non-existent love triangle and a little bit more time on building out Richie and Eddie's relationship. That would have been rad. I totally agree. And especially because it's, it's funny because you forget all about her. Like he, Bill has a wife and she's an actress and they're on a movie set, Peter Bogdanovich. Yes. And that's his wife. And then she plays a pretty big part in the book and in the TV movie. Well, she's there a couple of pages, but anyway, but you're like, do they even like each other? I mean, it's, it's honest to God. Like I, I, it's weird. Their whole relationship is really strange. Yeah. There's, it's a very strange movie. Like, like I said, um, the, so there's a very like violent gay bashing at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That's, super hard to watch like really awful and then there is Pennywise like throughout the movie like you know killing some kids and stuff like as he is wont to do and <laughs> but then there's like these really weird like comedy breaks where yeah. things are like really silly with like especially like Richie and Eddie like open a door and they see like a Palmeranian and they're like how cute and then it turns into a huge mo you know it's just like really weird stuff like that where yeah I'm like what what is this movie? It's like, I so think they got weird. Bill, it's so messy. They got Bill and they got Bill Hader, and they're just like, well, we got to get as much out of him as we can, which is smart. Yeah. But yeah, and I like a mixture of comedy and horror. I'm totally yeah. on board with that. But there were sometimes I felt like it didn't work because it's, it's just, so serious most of the time. Exactly. It's like here's a an awful, awful hardcore gay bashing that ends in you know, a murder. It's really awful. And then here's Bev like being beat up by her husband and it's pretty violent and scary. Once again, talking about the idea of human monsters are scarier. And then, oh, and then here's these like random weird comedy beats. It seems a little mismatched. So that stuff was a little weird too. It's, the movie's very messy. I keep coming back to messy. It's a little yeah. messy. But and I still really liked it. Now, I like, you know, I, the more I think about it, the more I like it. I like how audacious it is. It's taking a ton of risks. And it's going for it. It's going for it, which I totally am on board with and I totally appreciate. And my idea, my thinking is like, all right, well, if you're going to change the last third that much, why not bring Stan out? Why have Stan, you know, right? like, you know what I mean? Like, if we're going to change it, let's change it. Yeah. And I wish they all got together. And all of them killed Pennywise. Like they all yeah, figured it out. Versus all of them just yelling at Pennywise. I thought that was lame yeah. at the end. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand the rules. <laughs> like, oh, we could just yell at him? <laughs> yeah. You're a clown. Yeah. What? Well, in that case, uh, you know, my dad would be really great at fighting Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> so... Which Pennywise do you like best? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, 
I love the Pennywise when the kids are watching the slideshow mm-hmm. in the garage and then he comes through the screen. Yeah. I thought that was scary as shit. And then my sit, my other favorite was when Bev was, when young Bev was in her house and she's in the bathroom and like she mm-hmm. shuts the door away from her father and then boom, there's Pennywise. Like it was like a, it's a jump scare, but yeah. like, I like those. Yeah. That is, both of those are really good. I, the Penny, Pennywise, when he's interacting with Georgie and the little girl in chapter two, fucking yeah. scares the shit out of me. Because that's that's how a predator behaves, right? It's yeah, it's not just a violent monster that's going to end up like eating these children. It's also what a, a a pedophile would do, like relating to them, luring them closer. You know, all that really, really scary. Do you think Bill Skarsgård, um, Skarsgård, Skarsgård, do you think his Pennywise is worthy of Tim Curry's Pennywise? Because Tim Curry's Pennywise is like legendary. Everyone loves it. I love Tim Curry and I like what he does with it. I just don't think he's scary. I think it's fun to watch. It's, It's a fun villain to watch. But like when people tell me as adults, like, Oh, that movie still scares me. I'm like, really? I guess they don't see a lot of scary movies because I just find it enjoyable. Yeah. And there's times when he really levitates that movie because the TV movie is very long. Yeah. And kind of boring. It's 1990. It's an ABC TV movie. It's not going to take many risks. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else did I write down? Um, Everyone should listen to the book versus movie episode, of course, for really detailed differences between all of these. That would be really good. Uh, really smart of you, I mean. Um, let's see. Did I go through all my notes? I think I did. My I went with my sister and her daughters. So Lorelai is 17 and Lucy is 11. And they really, really liked it. Oh, really? Was the 11-year-old scared or no? She th- didn't think it was as scary as chapter one, but interesting. Which, by the way, I'm like, aren't you a little young for these movies? But whatever, it's fine. Um, apparently not, because she sat through it no problem. I think kids these kids these days, <laughs> <laughs> they've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, they have. They have YouTube. <laughs> they have YouTube, man. They can handle this. Uh, they seem to really, really like it, though. And I, and I got the fancy pint glass from Alamo, and I'm drinking out of it right now. <laughs> and it's creepy. It's creepy. It's got, like, a sticker or something, like a decal on the bottom that, like, Pennywise is at the bottom of your glass looking at you while you drink. <laughs> it's creepy. So, overall, I did like it. I think I actually really want to see it again. I think I might like it more the second time. And actually, I might like it more now that I've talked to you and understand some of the rules and things. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even know the, know the rules. I don't know if I helped at all. I mean, like I said, they changed it. I think, you know, I, I think I like it better now that I think about it than I did in the moment. Like when I watched it, I thought it was fine. I My friend really didn't like it. And maybe that that influenced my kind of take on it. But I kept thinking about it. Yeah, And the stuff I like about it, I really like about it. And it's a big, splashy, messy movie. And I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's that's how I feel, too. And also, if they want to put Bill Hader in every movie, I'll be fine with that. 
Yes. I've kind of got a crush on him right now. Oh, I've, I've kind of I've kind of always had a crush on Bill Hader, to be honest. And then this movie just kind of like really solidified it. Well, he's really handsome. Yeah. He's tall. He's funny. He's very humble. Like yeah. you ever see interviews with him? He's very, very humble. And he can do an Alan Alda impression. Come That's on. That's the best thing in the world. Yes. Like what's better than that? He also does a Vincent Price impression that makes me laugh really uh, hard. He's like a really old, like really big fan of old, old movies. And sometimes he would like host things on Turner Classic Movies and stuff. And I'm like, oh, Bill Hader, I love you. <laughs> My husband saw him once at like a restaurant uh, down in like Culver City. And I'm like, did you tell him that I love him? And he's like, I did <laughs> not. <laughs> and he's all, I love him too. <laughs> There's like a couple of actors that my husband and I are both like, we both love them. And Bill Hader is one and the other one is Paul Rudd. <laughs> And they both seem like really nice guys. Yeah. Like yeah. I think both of us have crushes. Uh, is there yeah. anything else you want to say about It Chapter 2? Uh, gosh, what else do I want to say? Uh, I, I think what I'm going to do for Book versus Movie is when it comes out on digital, I'll have Dina back on the show and she'll watch it. And then she and I are going to, again ruminate about like the differences and stuff like that but i liked if you if you're listening to that episode i think i like it better now but i'm definitely gonna see it again and it could be one of those weird things like at the time i don't like it and then later on i think it's great yeah i felt like that about the big lebowski like i, I that I is so funny i had the same reaction to the big lebowski the first time i saw it i'm like okay i like the funny bits but some of this makes no sense it's too long i don't get what they're doing and then about a hundred watches later, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. It's not supposed to make sense. It's just, it's random. Yeah. So the first time I saw Big Lebowski, I, first of all, I love Fargo. Love Fargo. It's like one of my favorite movies. I think it's like, I think it's a perfect movie. So I guess I wanted Big Lebowski to be more Fargo, which is ridiculous because the Coen Brothers right. movies are all over the map. They're, they're never the same thing. So that was stupid of me. And I remember seeing it and loving, like, the performances in it and, like, some of the jokes, especially, like, you know, shut the fuck up, Donnie, you know, all yeah. that stuff. And just, and Jeff Bridges is, like, Mwah, chef's kiss. Like, he's so, so great in it. But it was the same. I was, like, I don't understand what's happening here and what's, <laughs> what does that mean and what's this and blah, blah, blah. And so I was kind of, like, eh, it was something to watch. And then you see it again and it all, like, kind of clicks. So I had the same, the same. Yeah, I th it could turn into like the horror version of the Big Lebowski for me. <laughs> I, I'm I'm willing to put that out there. That it could totally be that. I realize now. That's gonna be our. That's gonna be the whole summary of this episode. That's now. gonna be it's, on the DVD box. It's the, it's the, it's the Big Lebowski of horror. <laughs> I think that's gonna be on the box. Yes, we're gonna be famous Mar for that. Margot Donahue, Dorking Out Show. I love it. I think that's a really good really good description um what else are you dorking out about well going into the stephen king universe uh the stand is coming out as a digital on cbs all access digital as a summer series next year and they're casting it right now uh stephen king was on the view and Whoopi goldberg is going to play mother abigail which oh, I think is great. That's really good casting. It's excellent casting. And she seems so excited. I've, yeah, I haven't read The Stand because, you know, everyone knows I don't. I'm the, worst, yeah. I'm the worst reader ever. But I did see the miniseries. Yeah, I think I, I. it's one of my favorite books of his. 
And I liked the Vinny series very much when it came out. Over time, it's dated. It's got some problems with yeah. it. But they have Alexander Skarsgård playing the bad guy. They just, just signed him. Is he just making like all the Skarsgårds or? I think so. They I have a deal with Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a bad idea. Right. Yeah. So Maybe. he just got signed. Yeah. Yeah. They must be like, are they created by Stephen King? Or are they related to Stephen King in some way? There's something going on there. Yeah. You can't make a Stephen King thing without a Skarsgård. But that's good casting. Yeah, it's it's also uh, uh, what's I'm sorry, I'm going to put on my glasses. Whoopi Goldberg, uh, James Marsden. Okay. And then Amber Heard, and then Greg Kinnear. <laughs> Who's Greg Kinnear playing? Uh, Glenn Bateman, who was the person that was played by Ray Walton. Okay. Walston. Walton. I think it's Fast Walston. Times at Richmond High. Yeah, yeah, Walston. Walston. Yes, which is funny because he's playing a character that's a lot older than him, but hmm. there you go. Well, that's fine. I will definitely watch that. I don't know. Uh, do I want to pay for CBS All Access? Actually, I'm probably going to end up paying for CBS All Access anyway because they have a new Star Trek with Jean-Luc Picard coming out, and David will totally want to watch it. <laughs> oh, and they have deals. You know, check it out. I yeah. got a deal. It was like $36 for the year. Oh, okay. Well, that I can yeah. Yeah, I, I originally paid for it because I wanted to check out the new Star Trek. And then after like five episodes, I was like, that's enough of that. So I canceled <laughs> it. <laughs> but I know when the new Jean-Luc uh, Star Trek comes out, David will totally want to watch it because he's re-watching Star Trek Next Generation right now. So I will definitely watch that version of The Stand. So as of this recording, I had got a phone alert telling me that Eddie Money had died. And so RIP Eddie Money. Aww. And after we're done recording, I'm going to start really dorking out about Eddie Money and listening to a ton of Eddie Money because I'm a fan. I he, he lived here in the Bay Area. I actually don't know if he still lived in the Bay Area, but he was living here in the Bay Area for a long time. So there's like this Bay Area connection. Yeah, you know, two tickets to paradise and take me home tonight. And I love Shaken. It's like one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, oh, that's the, a great song. And it's got the video with Apollonia. So yep. cute. She's so cute. She's adorable. Yeah, everybody drink. Everybody drink. Um, so that was really. Oh, I just it's such a bummer. Apparently, he had stage four cancer, and you know, he's like he's yeah. seventy, and what it was a bummer. But um, I have a random Eddie Money story. So when I worked at the Regency movie theater in Pleasant Hill. It was a little, little theater, five screens, back when five screens was a lot of screens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were playing the movie El Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm working the candy counter and it was really busy. Um, not necessarily for Elvira, but like we had four other movies playing so it was kind of a busy time between like eight o'clock and or I'm sorry seven o'clock and eight o'clock really busy so I'm like you know popping popcorn and filling drinks grabbing candy and all this stuff and guy walks up and he's like you know can I get a package of you know can I get the junior mints and I'm just like sure and I was like dude that dude looks just like Eddie Money that's hilarious and like ring it up and send him on his way and I said to like one of my coworkers, I was like that dude looked just like Eddie Money isn't that hilarious 
he's all, you dumbass. That was Eddie Money. He like <laughs> he like lives in Lafayette or something, and he came to see Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I love all those references. So I one time sold Junior Mints to Eddie Money. Humble brag. But he was nice, and he was super nice. He was super Aww. nice. And but the thing is, like nobody bothered him. That I nobody was like, oh my god, there's Eddie Money. Blah 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 blah. Like none of that. Like he came in, he bought his junior mints. Theater was crowded. Like I can't believe nobody noticed him. And he saw Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and I'm sure he loved it. Cause come on, he's not some monster. Of course he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my random Eddie Money story. And now I'm gonna. I go loved listen, it. I'm gonna go listen to a ton of Eddie Money after this. So, R.I.P. Eddie Money. R.I.P. Dude. Where can people find you on the internet, Margo? Uh, you can find me on social media at Brooklyn Fitchick. That's for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And my blog is brooklynfitchick.com. And Sonia, they should also know that we co-host the show What a Creep, where yeah. we talk about creeps. Creeps. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And where can they find you? You can find me at thesoniashow.com and The Sonia Show on Twitter and sometimes on Facebook, but not really because Facebook's kind of evil these days. I don't go on there yeah. too much except to promote the podcast. So whatever. Anyway, but I am active on Twitter. Not that Twitter's not evil too. Damn it. <laughs> I can't win. Anyway, you could find me there and you could find Dorking Out at Dorking Out Show dorkingout.com and dorking out show on Twitter. And like I said, sometimes Facebook. Um, and of course, you know, if you want to go to Apple podcasts and give us a review, that would be rad because most of our reviews are still for the old host, you guys. And Margo's been on here for like a year and I know you super love her. So go and like, give us a good review. And if you want to say something bad, just fuck off with that shit. Don't give us a review. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys next week. You'll float down here too! Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.